featuring uh well not featuring by kibra of course who is today's actual guest on the podcast so i wanted to give you a little sample of a song that is available for pre-save today friday make sure you go on spotify apple music you pre-save it and it will officially be available april 25th make sure you go support great 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 vocals on there uh kibra does a thing and make sure you support and show some incredibly love Hope everybody's been saving these COVID time. Take care of your family. Take care of yourself, your health, your mental health, your physical, whatever you got to do. Uh, just make sure you stay these people away. You know what I mean? Let's, uh, well, no further ado, let's get into today's episode featuring Kibra. I uh, hope you enjoy this. And um, yeah, let's get into it. Podcast your boy Evil live and direct, of course. Inside, as always, the Activated Podcast Studio. Uh, we are bringing to y'all a new and exciting. Listen, I'm excited about this episode, but it did take us some time to 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 get things set up and get going. My, I basically should be paid. My guess, let's see, <laughs> for setup, for setup. <laughs> she 1, did not wait for the introduction. What's up, yeah? <laughs> beef and the world needs to know <laughs> you're gonna do this on camera too not playing uh as you heard her voice you might not know who she is but uh i am super excited to have her on the podcast today we have been talking about this for a very 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 long time uh and one time we're supposed to record it but i was asleep you know what i mean it is what it is um i'm trying to figure out how to bring you in uh, I don't know. I'm gonna butcher this, but it's okay. Yeah, you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Not at all. <laughs> Listen, um, she is at. a R&B singer, up and coming artist here in the city of Toronto. Personally, the one of the only R&B artists that I was able to really listen to and enjoy, and it brings great joy to my heart to know that she's also in the city of Toronto. Um, she's coming off a world tour. World tour? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. She just recently came back from the great country. I'm just country. a little See, I'm trying to set you. <laughs> you see when you try to give somebody an assist and they just like, oh, no. Yeah, I went on a world tour. <laughs> okay. But if you're listening, ladies and gentlemen, please give it up um, for the great lady representing Eritrea. Eritrea? Is that, did I, did I no. butcher it again? Yes, you did. Eritrea. How do I say it? Say Eritrea. it properly. Eritrea. Eritrea. Sure, yeah. Say what? Eritrea. All right. Listen, man. Uh, Kim was in the building. <laughs> Thank you. What up? Hello. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. Um, okay. She makes sure that all the lights and everything, it's, is. listen, today's podcast is all about Kibra, okay? 
has nothing to do with me. She's like, you know what? I need great lighting. No, I'm joking. Listen, it's not my fault you didn't get a lineup, okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? We need something to deflect the attention. It's okay. I'm, I'm letting you, you. You will bring me all the love and attention that I need. And hopefully we have a great conversation. But how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How has artistry and the hustle and bustle, how has that been treating you lately? Um, good, you know, I've just been like, you know, more focused than ever, just really like grinding it out and creating a bunch of music that um, I can't wait to release and can't wait to show to everyone. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at right now. I'm just kind of like, you know, kind of gathering my nuts right now. I want to take it back to when I was first introduced to your music. Mm-hmm. This is... Now you might have the date better than me. I, this is Afrofest audition. Yes. When 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 would you say that was? Twenty nineteen. I know twenty nineteen. What month? March. Was it March? March of last Maybe. year. Maybe I don't know. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I mean before Afrofest. It was before Afrofest. Yeah. So we they held the audition and then of course you come in walking. I'm like okay, and then um, she signed up late. <laughs> I didn't sign up late. I didn't sign up late. Let me tell you, okay. Hold on, hold on. The, the, hold they on. just had to come in for like six or seven, whatever time it was. I came an hour before, okay? And I didn't get called on stage until 12. <laughs> so if you guys think artists in Toronto have it easy peasy, we don't, okay? I mean, I don't at least. I, Everything I, I is see, a struggle. I, I, I felt bad afterwards because I, I was. And Ibu, I was you, giving you're, a little... you're hosting? Hey. <laughs> you, listen, I just came back from Ghana, I'm sorry. But. You were out here given five minutes, and then and then it was four, and then it was two. And when it came out to me, I swear it was thirty seconds. It's not my fault. And you know let I mean? me remind you, I went on at midnight. <laughs> she if, did. That, but his 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 was intriguing, and um, reason why I'm trying to introduce that into the podcast so people understand it a little bit. When I did, I didn't know what to get from you when I first met you. Right? I'm like, okay, she's a beautiful young lady. Um, but I'm not. I wasn't sold. Cause I, okay, she about to. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? You. Everybody has these preconceived notions uh, before somebody goes on. And then you're one of the last person to to perform. Um, you go on, and then I think from the first note, I was like, oh wait, some something is going on here, right? Uh, and then I paid attention to it, and I was like, you know what? On my own time, I would take some time to go out and really check out the music, because mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, like she sounded, she sounded, you sounded good, right? I'm trying to tone it down, but she, she did sound good, and I will encourage people listening to the podcast to go and listen to her um, EP, which is called Finally. Thank you. Um, this is out on Spotify, Apple, it's out everywhere, everywhere, music, whatever title, you listen to music, SoundCloud, right? Everywhere. And then I went back and listened to it. But I, the reason why I'm talking about this, I want you to let us know, right? At which point in your life, and we're gonna take it all the way back because we're trying to learn about you as we. Uh, going this <laughs> to like go through like traumas <laughs> and like I mean huh. whatever you willing to share with us we're willing to take it. Okay. Um, when was the last time that you realized yo I'm I could really sing? At what at what point did that become? So apparent? like honestly speaking, like I started singing from when I could talk, 
like, you know, my mom and my uncle did like a really good job at like capturing everything. Like there was a video camera present for like 75% of my childhood. Um, so there's like videos of me like playing with like kids and saying, open your mouth, you have to sing like this and da da da. And I mean, I was in like every talent show in elementary school. I mean, was I good? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I love, I love, I love for debate, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like my first talent show was in grade three. Um, and I was like so scared. Like I went up there and literally my eyes were closed and I was singing Come Clean by Hilary Dove. So if you know that song. Um, no idea what that song You don't know that song? Oh, that song's a banger. Did you say Hilary who? Hilary Dove. You know Lizzie McGuire? Yeah, but you know what I mean? Mm. Okay, anyways. So I sang that song and at first I was like, let's go back, back to the... And by the end of it, like my eyes were closed and I was like, that's all right, Third grade. Like, yeah. So uh, like I and I and I like opened my <laughs> eyes and I was like, oh shit! Like I forgot I was even on stage. Right. Um, but honestly speaking, it didn't really. Um, like even my high school teacher uh, was like, like I didn't go for the talent trip for my grade nine high school. Okay. And then I took vocal lessons a semester after that, or not vocal lessons, vocal class. Like it was like, you get to pick between um, instrumental or drama or vocal. So I picked vocal. Um, and like she was like, oh my god, how dare you not apply to her be for the talent show? <coughs> so she kind of like um, allowed me to see like, hey, like I can take this hobby and make it into a bigger hobby. Right. You know what I'm trying to say? But it was still a hobby um, until or a passion, I guess, until I was like in university. And then I was like, you know what? Like, there's honestly, like, this has been the one constant in my life. And it's, like, the one thing that, like, I never get tired of. And that I always, like, feel passionate about, like, from when I started, which is, you know. Um, so I was like, I feel like I really want to take this to the next level. I had no idea how. Um, very illiterate when it came to the music industry when I started. Um, so I made a ton of mistakes, still making them, but like, you know, I'm just trying to push forward. So third grade and was then. when you realized, yo, this is something. <laughs> this is, no, you, you were just singing. I was just singing, you know what I mean? Like, it was cool. Like, you know, my high school, I, my, my, my elementary school, like yeah. it was me and this other guy named Roy Tugbang. Okay. So like, we were like the singers of the school, you feel me? So that was like our thing, but it wasn't like, oh my God, like I didn't see it as a career option, mm -hmm. you know? I want to be a doctor. <laughs> look at, <laughs> look, look at God. And then I took, then I took <laughs> chemistry in high school, and I was like, "Yeet, that's what I said." But I mean, okay. I, I, reason why I'm saying that because I, like I'm saying, first time I I heard you sing, I was like, something's going on there. So. Uh, to backtrack a little bit to the story, and I went back, and I, it took me a couple of weeks. I'm not gonna front. It took me a couple of weeks, and then uh, I finally listened to your project. Mm -hmm. And then I listened to it once. Usually, I have a hard time getting through people's projects, especially like up and coming Damn, artists. You. Yeah, I mean, it's rough. It's not me. I'm sure you. I'm sure you've listened to music and go, "Oh, this is not. This is not it." So I listened to it, and then. Then I played again, and then I listened to a few times, mm -hmm. and I was like, "This shit is good." Like I got a little excited, right? So I was like, "You know what? What's the best way to to you know to to to? I don't know if it's to encourage, but to kind of let somebody know, yo, you whatever you're doing, give like an affirmation. Yeah, like it's like, yo, you're good. You, you know, you got talent. So, so I so I sent her a little message, 
slid in the DMs. Uh, I slid in the DMs. I was like, yo. <laughs> I was like, yo, uh, I can't remember what I said. Um, verbat- it was nice. It was a very, it was a nice. I was like, yo, message. like you got something here. Like, you know, I'm praying. I don't know. I, I might throw it in there. Uh, but I was trying to come off as as less of a sliding in the deal, but more like, yo, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't I know, got your I phone know. number, but I heard this thing and this shit is fire. You know what I mean? Keep going. Um, and then from that point on, I think our path has crossed many different times after Afro Fest. Um, we also got a chance. You got a chance to go out and perform in Ghana, which we'll get into. Um, and I was also hosting this. So our, craft, our paths have crossed quite a bit since then. And then I know you are preparing to have one of the best 2020 ever, right? Because we talk and you're like, yo, I'm planning this and all these things is going on, which I'm super, super excited about. Uh, but before we even dive deep into that, <laughs> let's go back again. Okay. Um, you're a Toronto kid. Is that, yep. is that fair to... Yep, born and raised. Uh, what Why part? Why did I put on an American accent? That's weird. <laughs> Anyways. What part? West End. West End. Mm-hmm. Still in the West End. Still in the West End. What was that Literally, like growing like, up? All my schools have been on Keel Street. Like that's how West End I am. Yeah, like within that that same radius, you haven't you've been there your whole life. Yeah. What is? Tell me a little bit about <clears throat> what's it like as a Toronto kid. I grew. I, I moved to Toronto. I was a grown man by then. Um, but somebody growing up here, especially coming from. Would it be considered first generation or second? Honestly, I thought first generation when when your parents come and you're born here. Then I read something that completely threw me off. I don't know. Listen, <laughs> my parents weren't born here. I was born here yeah. first, okay? Yeah. What was that like growing up in the West End side of Toronto? Um, okay. Give me your best memories. Best memories? Okay, so, I mean, I kind of, huh. Okay, let's get into it. So I kind of lived <laughs> in an area where, like, the friends that, like, I had, like, my childhood friends that I, like, grew up with in my area all went to public schools, and I went to a Catholic school, um, which didn't have as many black kids. I mean, it's not like there wasn't any, but, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it was very apparent that I was black at that school. Um, so, I mean, like, you know, kids are a little shit sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, they, they could be mean. A little bullying um, going on, yeah. Not necessarily bullying, but I feel like just, um, you know, there's different experiences you have growing up black in a non-black area than you would otherwise. Um, But then I went to high school and like, you know, at the end of the day, like I have very good relationships with people in my elementary school and um, I loved it. You know what I mean? It was it was great. It was just a different um, I just I just have without going into too much detail I just have like certain memories and like things that I've experienced um, that kind of like tie back to that. Um, and so that's, that, those are good memories that you're referring to. Good and bad. Good and bad. bad. Any bad? Anything bad that you want to put us on? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean. I, no, like it's just. It's, I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying like no, just, no, nothing traumatic. Like nothing that not you gotta tra- dig not deep traumatic. and like. I mean, 
I mean, remember. If you cry, you cry. No, I'm I remember <laughs> like being okay. I could say something. Okay, I'm not gonna say anything about the students because I, I love them all now. So it's like, but um, I remember being in grade four and like I'm like I was like that kid that like every teacher loved, right? Okay. So, but this teacher specifically hated me, okay. and I don't know why. No, I wasn't a teacher's pet. Like I didn't kiss ass, but I was always just good. Like, I didn't do anything bad. Like, Smart. honestly, okay. till now, and like, I got good grades. Like, like what, what, what more could you want from me? You know what I'm trying <laughs> to say, as a teacher. Right. So, um, yeah, but I remember this one teacher, like, I won't say no names because I've seen her recently, but. Pull up. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was talking to two of my, two of my friends in the class, and, um, it was literally like, like it's not even like, okay, whatever. We're being a, a little bit disruptive. It wasn't like anything crazy. Like it was very like, ah, like to ourselves in a right. corner. And then she kicked me out of class. And like for me, I don't know about y'all, but for me, that's a big deal to get yeah, kicked yeah. out of class. Like I started crying. <laughs> like, I was literally like, oh my God. Like, and then she called, um, she called home. She called the office. She did everything. Like she literally punished me as if like, I did some something wild, like some like more wild than what most people were doing already in the class, and it wasn't just me; it was me and uh, two other students. So it was just kind of like, you know what I mean? Damn, I got in trouble for something very, very minor in a very like big way. Like I literally had to go to the prince. Like she kicked me out. Right. I had to wander, and then she saw me in the hallway, called me back, told me to go down to the freaking office. I had to face the principal, and the principal was like, what? Like, who are you? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I never got in trouble. In hindsight, when you look so, back at that, <clears throat> anything that you can, I mean, maybe not even an advice, but like if right now, I mean, because we're old enough now to have kids, right? Uh, in retrospect, looking back, would you have put your kids in that environment? Um, At that time? Right now, looking back, I'm saying like right now, if no, you have kids. No, but here's here's the thing: you have to also like take in consideration context, right? Like this is okay. this is when I was in elementary school. That was 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, things were a lot different. Like I don't think like even that same school five years after I graduated, I think was a lot different. Um, and not to say I have like 1000% faith in the school systems, um, but it's just it's just different as time goes by as like certain things become less acceptable. Okay. Um, like, you know, so I mean, I don't know. I would, I personally would have to, I think my mom and my uncle did what was, what they felt was What they best. thought was at the time, yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? And honestly, at the end of the day, like, trust me, I have, I have very little complaints when it comes to my elementary school. I don't want to sensationalize it and make it seem like, oh my God, it was this whole thing and everyone was calling <laughs> okay. me the N-word and ha ha. Like, it wasn't that. It wasn't that, okay. wasn't that. Um, there's just little like microaggressions you experience when a lot of things, um, a lot of things are not deemed to be important to like consider. You know what I mean? Like, even like the things that were like, like, like a being taught about like bullying like i remember, i don't know y'all will you probably might remember this if you went like because this this was everywhere okay you know the song don't laugh at me no oh my god 
Anyways, it really, like, honestly, the song was a banger, but <laughs> it just kind of was like, like, I'm the kid in the schoolyard with a wheelchair and I'm homeless and I have nothing to eat. And it's like literally dramatic, dramatic sense, like, like, like situations of people who get bullied and they don't take into consideration, like, you know what I mean? Things that might not be bullying, but just be not appropriate or like unacceptable to say. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I wouldn't say I was bullied. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Me? No. But, <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, but it's just, you know. It's it's the grown up part it's of. It's just little things like, like acceptability policies. You know what I mean? Like things right. that we thought were okay back then are not okay now. Right. Right? So, I don't know, like, like when I think of putting my kids into school, like, back to your question, um, I mean, I think I personally have a lot more options than my mom would, you know what I mean? Because it's very much like, where's the school bus go? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Those were her options, right? Like, she originally wanted to put me in this French school, but there was no school bus there, and how am I supposed to go to school if there's no school bus, yeah. you know what I mean? So, so a lot of it dictate was dictated by what your the circumstance were, yeah, yeah. and your options, right? So it's like, <clears throat> you know... Um, I think compared to like, you know, a lot of the situations I've hear I've heard about like people in schools, like I don't think I had it at horrible. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? think I, I had like, it if I'm forced to think about it, I mean, you know, but it wasn't that bad. No, no. I definitely like I went I went through a stages of school where I was being bullied, then I became the bully. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I like can, I went I through that, that and happen, and, it, yeah. and it's it was very uh do you guys has caused some trauma in my life yes. growing up there. And I can empathize with that as well. Um, and then I came to Canada and I realized niggas is really nice to each other. Like it is, is it's to me, it's insane how nice people were here. Even like amongst each other, not even to me because I was a new kid or whatever. So I got, I definitely got a little bit of preferential treatment um, from other people. But it was like, um, one thing I could remember is that when I was in the U.S., I literally had to get my haircut like every week, every Why? week. Because if you did, you come out. If if as soon as your haircut started look a little crazy, and am I in this camera right now? You can tell like I'm, I'm grown now, right? Like it, it won't bother me. But then it was like it was such a conscious thing because you literally got made fun of because your haircut was just not as sharp. So I went into this thing where like I constantly had to. Make sure that I always had a haircut, and then looking back at it, when I came to Canada, and people, it wasn't, it wasn't even a thing. Like people didn't even make fun of each other's haircut, unless like it was completely. You even got made fun of depending on who cut your hair. It, do, it didn't matter how I mean, bad your haircut was. At least you could kind of do something about it. You know what I mean? Like you could go get your haircut. Yeah, but you're young. You ain't got no money. Like so, yeah, Im guess. imagine the financial yeah. strength I had to put on my parents at the yeah, time, where like that haircut was fifteen yeah. bucks every week. And my parents were like, what? I'm not. And then I, mean, I had to get a job yeah. way earlier than I than I should have, just because it was so much pressure coming from that. I mean, yeah, so it's like a domino. Yeah, like it's of it's like it's. Things, yeah. Looking back at it, I definitely. I, I mean, I, I just wanted a perm because <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm tired of being called Medusa with my braids. You feel me? <laughs> and my mom was like, hell no, and I'm so thankful that she did not let me go down that route. Um, but in the moment, Why do like you I was like. Why no do you think offense, kids like, kids are so mean to each other? Do you do because you because they don't know better? Does it come from the top? Yes. Do, parents have this responsibility. Not, you're not born. You're not born like hating certain things. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like whether like there's like this whole philosophy, um, I guess ph- philosophical question of whether people are born good or bad, and right. it's not even about that. You know what I mean? Even if you're born bad or born good you're not taught to like or hate a certain thing it's all of that is 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 dependent on how you're socialized right um you know so i feel like a lot of the hate that people put out and the self-hate that people carry is 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 you learn that from someone it's all learned it's all it's all like based on how you as an individual are socialized um and for the most part, when I was a child, you know what I mean? A lot of things were anti-black. So, um, and still now, you know what I mean? Right. It's just, it's, you can't really talk about it unless like you're in certain areas. You got to try to say, right, but right. like, um, yeah, like there was just like a lot of, and, and that's the thing. It wasn't seen as anti-black. It was just seen as not normal. Yeah. Like if wasn't. you had like, 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 you know, the way I had braids. <clears throat> You're just not normal. Time, it's not. Yeah. It's, it's it's like if I say something about your braids, it's not about me being anti-black. It's me calling out something that just looks weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. what I'm trying to say in terms of how like things are like at least I'm hoping because I haven't really been in an elementary school in a while, but I'm hoping things are changing in that aspect where like um, children can recognize like where things are stemming from in terms of that right i mean depending on where they're situated because like hurt i hurt people I, hurt people hmm? i say hurt people hurt people yeah but i don't think i don't think that's coming from a place of hurt i just think like like imagine i see you and i i don't know you're uh drinking out of a cup that's red but i like blue and i'm like it's it's, it's nothing based on like preference i'm just kind of like or nothing based on like how I'm socially con- conditioned it's just like okay well I like red and why are you drinking out of blue cup you know what I mean like that's kind of like how like delusional like people have been conditioned to be to think that it's like just like oh yeah well I just think it's weird that's just all it is when it's literally like a lot of hate a lot of racism sexism homophobia all of the isms you know what I mean or obias you know what I mean like okay. So, um, yeah, it's just, I think the more, the more discourse we have and the more conversations we have that also include children, um, and are not just had between adults. Cause you know what I mean? At the end of the day, they need to know, like it's, it's beneficial to know as, as, as young as you can, you know what I mean? So you don't grow up and get like shocked by all of this, like respectability policies, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but sorry, that just tripped me out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's just you know, I that's think a, that's a good um, yeah. Okay, shit got a little deep. I was I was really like, it took me to to a different space. But let me bring it back to, uh, and thanks for sharing for as much as you could um, with us today. I will. I, so I wanted to take it back, uh, understand a little bit where you grew up. Obviously, you've been in the same area your whole life. Um, you got a chance to go to Ghana last week, and I feel like you're like the third, fourth guest that I'm having who had this whole big the Ghana thing last year was huge, right? Mm. You having a chance to participate in that? Uh, I wanted to get you a little, a bit of a feedback, almost. Was that your first time going to the motherland? No, it wasn't. 
First, I went to the went to the motherland. Uh, I went to Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. Um, as you said, I'm Eritrean, but um, like pretty much like the majority of my immediate. What what is what is, is the difference? Is there a real difference between the two that you can? So you want me to get it into all of this right now? Briefly, if you could like, is it is there a okay, quick? Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> Because y'all look alike, right? Like the same people. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there are um, multiple, multiple similarities. Mm-hmm. Multiple, like literally samenesses. Mm-hmm. Like not even similar, not similar, same things. And there's also a lot of things that are different. Um, one of which language are different between the two countries. Okay. Um, and I feel like this conversation of like, Hey, aren't you guys the same? Oh, you guys are so different. Is both um, dismissive and divisive on either side. Okay. Um, simply because I feel like it's it's um, it's not right to acknowledge that there was um, that there were issues on both parts, um, and like there's a reason why. The two countries are two separate place, two separate nations, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like it's important to respect that. Um, and I feel like you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, like separation within Af- African countries that happens, and it's and it's not and it's not due to anything that is invalid, you know what I mean? Like even right now um, in Ethiopia, there's like a whole thing going on uh, with one of the regions or tribes um, and who, who want to separate, right? And it's, it's, it's really sad to see because like, you know, Ethiopia was doing so well and still is, but you know, it's just, it's just like hard to see like, I swear, like, every single time, like, there's another African nation that wants to separate. And it's not, it's, and and I don't say this to, like, minimize the reasons of, like, why people separate. Like, for example, Sudan, like, you know what I mean? They were literally being, like, South South Sudanese people were literally being slaughtered by um, Sudan. You know what I mean? So it's like, I understand why people want to be, like, separated, into different nations and I feel like it's important to understand um, why people identify um, with where they identify mm-hmm. um, and to acknowledge the differences just as they acknowledge uh, similarities but I feel like the focus really should be on like trying to prevent this from happening like because I mean these countries don't separate because they're just like, oh, like, you know, we think we should just be a separate country. Like, no. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, governments do things, people do things that cause tension and cause, like, actual lives to be lost. Right. And, um, you know what I mean? Like, like I, like, in my family and, like, like, like you know, so I, ha- I have so many friends and relatives that have people that have died in that war. Um, and it's not, it's not a joke, you know what I mean? So it's like, I understand, um, respecting like the way things are, but I also really want to embrace like things like Eritrea and Ethiopia, like right now have peace. You know what I mean? Like they, they finally came together and said, yo, like there's no beef between us anymore, you know? So, um, I think what's important 
um, is that we think of ways to unite African nations rather than continuously, like, you know, divide them more and more. It's just like, you know, I just feel like it's minimizing our worth, you know, because we're better together than we are apart. What was that like for you first time you went? You went there? To Ethiopia? Yeah. What was the first cultural shock that you had to, that you went through? Like just being a Canadian or being an Eritrean? Being Canadian. Oh, okay. Um, just leaving your environment, obviously, because you're born oh, raised so, here. Okay, and so then you went there for you the know, first time. I was a child, um, okay. ten years old to be exact, and like I was expecting what I saw on like the the, the UNICEF <laughs> World Vision, <laughs> <laughs> not UNICEF, yeah, on the Yo, World, by the way, what, World what, Vision commercial. Listen, World Vision, y'all need to get whoever made those. Somebody needs to sue the shit out you, because y'all they are literally responsible for the way that Africa has been portrayed, portrayed. for like the past like someone needs somebody yeah, needs to be somebody, sued yeah, should, absolutely somebody start a class law action suit let me let me get in there I might, we might uh, win some money um so yeah so th- break it down to me like what what was that like 10 years old land in Ethiopia what do you how do you feel the first time so okay so let me let me tell you this much I was only supposed to be there for a month mm-hmm I cried, mm-hmm. got extended to two months. Mm-hmm. I cried again, <laughs> got extended to three months. <laughs> like, I loved it so much. And, like, I cried again, but, like, they were like, okay, school's already started. Like, we have to go home. You know what I oh, mean? So you like, trying to stay. I was trying to stay. Right, cool. And I think, honestly, I had, like, zero expectation. Like, I was literally like, oh, my God, I'm going to Ethiopia. Like, oh, I'm going to starve to death. Like, ah, like, you know what I mean? So, but then when I went there, it was, like, complete culture shock. Like, I was just, not even culture shock, but just, like, shock in general on every aspect. Um, I mean, you've been to Africa multiple times. Right. Houses, phenomenally built. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's, 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 like you know, I don't want to minimize like the 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 poverty that is there, mm-hmm. but um, there is so much like beautiful luxury and just like 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 a sense of like home. You know what I mean? Like right. like here being an only child. You know what I mean? Like only having like my mother and my uncle as like my family here. I go back home and like my aunt has like seven kids. My uncle has at that time had five kids. Like you know what I mean? Like I was like, like it was just like <laughs> overload, and they're all like, you know what I mean? On me. Yeah. <laughs> you're trying to say like they all love me already. Like I just went there and like it was just amazing. Like you know, and um, it was great to experience like that like familial uh, bond between them, yeah. um, and getting to see and explore and travel. Like my uncle did a great job at like. Um, allowing me to see like a lot different of the different places, yeah. places and stuff. Food was amazing. I mean, I couldn't really eat anything with milk. I got really sick when I had cake, but I mean, you know, <laughs> they were like, stay away from the icing. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, I was like a little, <laughs> little, little, little chubby kid. And I was like, how dare you take away icing from me? Yeah. I, yeah, that was, that was a mess. But other than that, I had, a, I had an amazing time. Amazing time. And I didn't want to leave. Sorry. I didn't want to leave. I was convinced that I was going to stay there forever. But, you know, I couldn't really call my my. my you stayed as long as you could. 
Exactly. And then you come back. Have you been? That is that the one and only time. That was the one and only time. And yeah, then every 2019, I, you go to Ghana. And I go to Ghana. So that's your second time being exactly, in the exactly yes. And you're now in a completely different side of the the continent. Mm-hmm. Completely different culture. You're mm-hmm. in the west side, which is a little bit. I mean, I've never been to 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 the east part, but I could tell it's a little different. Even from interacting with um, Ethiopians or Sudanese mm-hmm. and all that stuff here. Now you land in Ghana. I must feel like you had the same thing where you didn't want to come back. So just to put things in perspective, <laughs> I was there for a week, which wasn't long, right? First of I, all, you weren't there for a week. Let's get that straight. <laughs> you were there. You were there for like three, four days. Five, six nights. Six. I, I was there for a week. I, I left okay. on the tenth. Came okay, back on the seventeenth. Sun, sun, sun on them. It's okay. But stunt on them. Kimberly was there so long. I had to like. I, I wasn't to, there so long. I, I didn't check up on me like, yo, when you coming Listen. back? <laughs> so you pulled the same stunt you pulled when you were ten years old. Basically. Now, I mean, when you went back why, to God. like, listen, listen, I had like, you know, I had certain luxuries that, like, you know, most people didn't have. Mm-hmm. So um, I took advantage of the fact that I could stay without having any like financial implications. Right. Um, and, you know, I stayed as long as I could until I was kind of like, okay, no, I need to go home yeah, and yeah. get my shit together. But, um, yeah, like, it was honestly, my my thing is, I didn't even plan on staying that long. Like, you know, I went with Eve, Eve's eye. Check her out. She's Shout amazing. Out Eve, Shout Eve, out to Eve, Eve's eye. Eve on the podcast, too. Go check it out. We had so, a couple episodes. Yeah, so, like, you know, at first... I was only gonna go for the week that Afrofest covered, mm-hmm. um, and then Eve was like, "What? Like, stay? You know, I got you. Just stay longer. I'm gonna be there." There, that's so how I was like, "Okay, whatever." So I was originally supposed to stay for four weeks. Then I got booked for a show that basically extended was the reason. You know, what I mean, extended my the stay right? for another two weeks. So I was there for like six, six and a half weeks. <laughs> and was, you know, that, I came back a, golden. That that was a long refreshed. Time. Okay. You know what I mean? Skin popping, everything popping. What was that like? So when you when you went back <laughs> this time around, you landing there. What was the, what was that feeling like? What, you. Oh, going, it was like instant depression. Like imagine. No, when you went to Ghana, not when you came. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? No, like okay, I thought okay. Let me let me just tell you about when I came back. Okay, when I came back, like imagine like being like palm trees, haha, and then you look outside the window, and it's like. White and gray. <laughs> why, why do people that hate feeling, the cold so I, I, I hate the cold. No, but I hated the cold before I even knew what the heat was. I'm telling you this. Okay. I, I've never liked cold. Never. Like, you know, when I was a kid, I put up with it to go, like, you know, tobogganing and stuff. But in general, like, like you know, you can ask anyone. I'm like, <laughs> like, I never liked cold. Yeah, I mean, you've definitely told me that, like, yo, I'm not built. I'm not built for, for the cold. cold yeah. I'm built for heat, though. Like, you could put me in any type of heat. I won't crack a sweat. I'm not going to lie to you. I was in Ghana no. sweating my ass off. Like, I would come out of a shower, get dressed, and I'm, like, drenched. And I would look over to Kibra. All night. And she's like, what? Makeup's still set. <laughs> you feel me? We went out a couple of times together. And, boy, I was, I, I don't know. You're right. That's but what I'm trying to say. You, like, I you, physically, I like, yeah, yeah, you got it. Physically, yeah. like, physically, I thrive in the heat. Yeah. Doesn't even have to necessarily be African heat, although you know it's what I prefer. Right. But in general, like even if like you know I've traveled in the South, uh, like in the States and stuff, and like you know what I mean, I'm the only one like 
chilling. Like, you know what I mean? So um, I definitely enjoyed the weather. I mean, it did change when I got like, like midway. I actually got really sick. A lot of people don't know, but I got really sick. When, while I was in Ghana, like really sick. Like not really sick, like I couldn't move, but I had like a really bad cold, like I couldn't breathe. And this was when I was shooting um, a video, so it just sucked. Really? <sighs> yeah, yo. Like I, it felt like, okay, so basically, there's a season called Hamatam, which is like, I swear a season of like wind and dust and just all the things you don't want. All the things you don't want in your system. So um, it literally, and like Eve got it first, and then I, basically everyone I came into contact with had it. And it's, I don't know if it's necessarily like um, contagious. I think it's just like you just get it because of like the circumstances. No, I don't, it definitely is contagious. I don't know. I don't know. Because it's, it's a form of cold in a way. Like, Is it? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Everyone had it. Everyone had it. And I was like, okay, maybe it's just because we're all That's breathing in dust. in contact with too. At, no, but even people I was on the phone with and stuff. Like it just people were just sick. Even if it was a little bit of mild, whatever, you know? Anyways, so, um, yeah, like, man, like, what, it, it best, sucked. Is, felt like there was a crater in my memory, chest. What is your best memory of Ghana? Best memory. Yeah. Give me your best. My best memory? I feel like the worst is you probably be, being sick, but. No, you, that's not. E- that, that's, that wasn't the worst. There gotta be. You said you were um, sick. No, actually, it's not. But, you know, I'm going to leave that off the record. <laughs> I feel like I know what you're about to. <laughs> yeah, off the record. We can't talk about that. But, but give me your best memory. Oh, my God. You can't do that to me. Now, because I cause I have a few, like, I'll amazing memories. I'll try to recap a couple of things. You know, you had a, couple, you had a show or two out there. Um, I had you, four. You had four shows. Mm-hmm. You shot a music video. Yes. Uh, for one of your songs. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Another Sun. Another Sun, mm-hmm. which is coming out. It's dropping later on this year, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm super, 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 super excited it about. It looks beautiful. Um, you know, I, I mean, see, the great thing, I, I like to <laughs> make this about me for a second. The great thing about having a great relationship and being in industries, a lot of people kind of show me their project before it's done. Mm-hmm. So I get to, like, build up this whole excitement. Um, so I saw I saw the visuals for it. Looks amazing, and I even seen it maybe a little bit early because it wasn't completely done. Uh, and I also even heard a song before you had uh, your feature on it. Who did you have feature on the song? I had Kojo Q, who Kojo Q. Um, is a rapper based out of Ghana. I'm trying to get on amazing. the song, guys. She won't let me. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen, Ibao, like, you know, all you gotta do is just say the word, you know? It's, you're always welcome. <laughs> Not. <laughs> uh, uh, see, it's okay. One day, I'm gonna surprise you. So, surprise me. music video, four shows, uh, living your best life, mm-hmm. um, you know, thriving in the weather. Um, did I get it right? What else? What else did I? Because I know I was gone for a little bit. No, not for a little bit. I, I, I had mean, left, I mean, left you out there just, for a while. Just in general, like, you know, I feel like. I met, like, amazing people in Ghana. Right. Um, I also went to, like, pretty much all the festivals, like, you know, Afrochella and all that. True, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, you know, like, it was just, like, a great, um, a great place and time to both work and, like, really, like, you know, enjoy um, a new place that, like, you know, I, I honestly, I... I, I knew I'd have a good time, but I didn't think I'd have that much of a good time. Listen I was up, pretty man. nervous. I was but, there. Kimbra was living her best. You know, life. keeping it safe, though, always. 
Always. Kibra um, got <laughs> us into the most exquisite, exclusive venues. Like, you got to understand something. We will walk to the front. And they'd be like, they'll look at us and be like, nah, bounce. Like, move out. And then Kimber <laughs> will come and be like, oh, they'll open the doors. And then she'll be like, one thing that I got to commend you on is that you did keep it real all the way. Uh, one thing I respect about Kimber is she is not leaving us. Um, so she'll get to the venue and they'll be like, oh, you could come in. She's like, no, I'm here with four guys. And then they'll look at her. They'll look at us <laughs> like, damn, man. They're like, all right, cool. All of y'all could come in. And even one time we got pulled over by the cops. I don't know if we could we tell the story. We could. We could tell the story. Um, we so we're in the Uber. <laughs> Shout out to Tashawn. It's me, Kibra, and Tashawn. We're going out. Okay. Uh, Ghanaian police decide to pull us pull the car over because uh, it was December. They was doing a lot of spot checks or whatever. Uh, and I think they kind of looked at us like, oh, these guys are foreigners. Uh, and then they're like, I right, get out the car. So we get out the car. Now, mind you, I had a, a lot of cash in my pocket, which I don't know if it was smart on me to do or not. Um, Wasn't. Then they're like, <laughs> then they proceed to search us. So then I get a little nervous. I'm like, oh, because, you know, I understand like there's bribery and things like that, especially if they know you're not from there. Oh, absolutely. So then I had to like dig into my pocket and like pull everything out. And then you see this big stack of money in my hand. And like and Ghana then, money just looks a lot bigger yeah, than it actually listen, is. <laughs> Ghana is the only country where being broke, you still feel rich, right? Like I went to exchange it like $200 and it was like 16,000 cities. I was like, whoa. <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> well, maybe not. I'm exaggerating a little yeah. bit, but it's a lot of money. Then, Probably 800. So yeah. there, I'm literally about to piss myself. Because guys, I don't know about you. I, I, when I'm not in my environment, I don't play no games. I don't play tough. I don't... You know what I mean? So, next thing you know, Kibra comes out. Like, yo, what up? I'm like, damn. <laughs> so I'm like, no. I'm like, what's, what's going on here? But she did. And, and I think No, because the Uber driver was making it seem like, oh, like, this is not your fight. Like, just stay inside. Like, you know, lock me in. And so, and I was like, no. So, I unlocked the door and I came out. And I felt like, I don't know, like, I just felt like it was the right thing to do in the moment. I'm a very, I've, I've told you this multiple times, I'm a very, like, gut person. And, like, I just felt like, my presence would help you guys. Mm. Um, so I came out and I cussed the police officer because I'm she like, did. you guys are not going to do that to my friends. Bro, I'm like, and he I'm got like, spooked. So Kibber, it worked. Shot. You know I mean? I'm like, well, he got spooked. So <laughs> and, and all your little bands are safe, right? So I would have gave him the money. If they just like, if they were like, I'm like, right, cool, take it. That's what I mean. So now you had 800 cities. To your still in your pocket. Shout out to you, thank you. I appreciate. <laughs> you. I appreciate you putting your life up. Because personally, I don't know if I'd have came out the car. <laughs> not joking. <laughs> <It's> not... <laughs> I don't know, but what I'm saying is, Ghana was great, and because of you, we did get a lot of access to certain. <laughs> oh Yo, listen, guys. I'm not even making. I promise you, I wouldn't have gotten half the places if it wasn't because of you. You know that for you. You know that for a fact. It's not that deep. Leaving Ghana, what was the hardest thing? What was the hardest besides like coming back to the cold? What was one thing that? Was okay, hard? definitely the hardest thing was the cold. <laughs> besides but, that, um, oh, I just feel like you know, um, okay. Can we just give a moment to the fruit out in Ghana? Just let me just do that. Like I feel like that I was really that was really difficult for me to leave because I I came back home and I've been searching. Fresh fruits. Was For fruit like there. And I haven't found it yet. Like at one point, I went to three different stores and bought three different mangoes. <laughs> to see and it, just, it wasn't it. Will you go back to Ghana? 
Absolutely. Like, give him the opportunity for sure. I mean, we'll see. You feel me? <laughs> Kimber, like, I'm not paying to go back. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, I respect that because you're like, yo, if I'm going back. Somebody else go out. No, it's not, even, it's not even about, like, not paying. Like, Ghana is definitely a place where you should invest your money and your time and all of that. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Like, please, like, so many people travel and like forget about the continent and don't see it as like a viable like tourist spot you know what i mean right. and i feel like the year of return really put Ghana on the map facts and i hope that it encourages um more people not just youth but like everyone to just to go, back go there and like you know put your money there like you know like like build the african economy and um, have a good time. It's not even like you're spending money for nothing. You know what I mean? Like, it's a great time. I would recommend it to anyone. Um, yeah, like... Big shout out to yeah. Boral Sona. And on the last episode, we talked about that mm. as far... Like, for me, it's not even like... It's, it's a great time to, for me to go back. Mm. Um, but I try to go back and, like, invest my money back home. Which is, mm. you know, in whatever different avenue that I decide to do it. Because I think in about a couple of years, it's going gonna, it's gonna to really... The difference, Skyrocket. the difference between <laughs> us and everybody else, or or even you and just the general public, is that like how much of your money have you put back out there, and how much uh, further it gets you when you go back? Because it is, I feel like that's still the only place where you could like go back home and possibly even own land. Um, I know in Ghana it might be even difficult, not nah, because Ghana is definitely in a different level when you compare it to Niger, but even then, like. And I talk about it constantly. It's like, I remember going in, $1,000 got you something, you know what I mean? Something good. Now you go back, you ain't got 20 stacks. For just the land, like, forget about it. Mm-hmm. So, like, in seven years, it just went from, like, this to, like... So you can only imagine what that's going to look like in the next 10. Yeah, so what does that mean? Invest now while you can. Yeah, man, you got to get this money. Do it now. Like um, Good. So, Ghana... It was good, good time for you. Great time, me being there while you were there, because I'm like, I'm like, yo, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're not trying to take credit for it, but yeah, shout out to you, thank you, <laughs> thank yeah. you for coming out and having our back. Um, let's get into your music. I know we, I know we got a little bit off tangent or whatnot, but this is what Activated Podcast is all about. We like to learn about our guests. Uh, but let's get into the music. The music which makes me super excited mm-hmm. to not only know you and call your friend, um, but also, and I encourage everybody to go listen to the music. I mean, sometimes you guys think I'm just talking smack and because my guest is here and whatnot, but pay attention to how I talk about somebody's music. What do we have to look for? First of all, before I even get into that, finally, the EP that you have now, this is your project, this is your baby. Yes. Um, and I was also watching on your YouTube video uh, the recap of that. I think that was great what you did there. Your mom came up. Shout out to your mom. Shout out to mom. <laughs> uh, had a little Terry. But you know what I mean? I almost cried. You know what I mean? I get emotional and these days, And I actually days, right? did cry. I didn't even expect to like, do oh, all that. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a nice moment, you know? What does that... F- like, what's the feeling where you have... Your mom, like, you know what I mean? Like, as your number one fan, she probably knows every word to your music. Yo, my mom, I literally, like, wake up to her, like, 
Like she'll be in her room on her phone, just like playing like my videos, like literally just like playing my music constantly. <laughs> and she's just so happy. Like it's the first time right. she's listening to it. So it's like, honestly, I think like, I mean, I said this at my release party as well. It's just like really, really um, great to have, you know, my mom and, and my uncle um, to like support me like the way they do and like actually just be like, you know, as excited for me as I am. And like, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to find that, you know, especially when you're pursuing a career that isn't conventional. Right. Um, so, I mean, yeah, like I'm just eternally grateful for that. And like she supports me the best way she can. And it's great. Like, it's great. And I love her for it. I love you, mom. Love you, Uncle. Because <laughs> I, I, I mean, especially being African, I feel like we don't get. I mean, my dad probably never you probably listened to none of my podcasts. Ever. <laughs> I just don't put it. But the, you know, the weirdest thing is like when when I I might share a picture of me hosting somewhere, or, and then like he'll like forward it to all his friends and like talk about it, but he'll never like tell me anything about it, mm-hmm. um, which is great to see your especially your mom like being on like from the very beginning from the start and then seeing her following your path and i think if we learn anything like as we become parents and moving forward is that that will make a big difference oh yeah in terms of even your kid pursuing it because a lot of times you know you cross paths with people who don't believe in you just because Mm -hmm. for whatever reason right so you got to go back and like um get the support the other way it's like so when you finally like make it everybody's like oh yeah no i knew it, whatever it was but it wasn't really you like we remember who supported us from the beginning and who mm-hmm. didn't um but i was back to, back and to shout out to everyone who has supported me from the beginning i love you guys so much like yeah i just want to get my know. credit when you blow up which i think you will eventually one day <laughs> oh my god uh, i just want to be able to like your camera you know you're gonna come back to the podcast <laughs> no but for um what was that process like getting to uh, release that that EP um so I mean I want to first say that like you know it was not possible to do that without Zonel who was the executive producer of that EP what is an executive producer does anyway I, I just so okay so for my specific project mm. um, I mean I feel like the title is kind of like you know loosely used I mean it was by it was by me. But um okay. uh so she produced like the majority of the songs on the EP mm-hmm. as well as the transitional pieces between and like um we sat there like like I'm very involved with my production so like we sat there and like um she was patient enough to have me there and like you know tweak all the little things like into the the pits of the night and you know like you know getting getting all that so like like I said like my my EP is um connected with little transitional um I guess like production like like pieces that kind of like link all the songs together Mm -hmm. except for the last one because it's kind of like a little bonus thing um three little birds so like it's kind of like telling a love story and then it ends off with three little birds saying oh love yourself though (laughs) <laughs> you know um, so yeah so yeah like you know she was definitely a important role in that like we strategized everything together and um, yeah she was she was great um, but yeah like just kind of like it's been such a like like putting out a project for me was like really important because I wanted to be able to have like a body of work like under my belt 
Um, and it took a really long time to finally get to the point where I knew how to do it and knew what to do and how to do it and all of that. Like it was a lot of confusion from my first single up until the single, like Three Little Birds, which was my second single that I released. Yeah. Um, so, but by that time, you know, the majority of the stuff was ready for my EP and I was recording and I was doing this and, da, 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 and I was like completely independent at that point. Um, so, I was learning a lot and, uh, you know, taking taking the blows, <laughs> using my discretion, using, like, the, the, the friends that I have around me um, to, like, you know, hey, listen to this song. Like, what do you think? You know what I mean? Right. Um, and they were, like, crucial in that as well. And I'm, like, so thankful to have them in my life. Um, and, yeah, like, you know, there's just... It was just, it was, it was, it was a process. And you know, when it finally came out, it was just like, like, you know. Was that why you called it and finally? So, yeah, like that, that was yeah because you know, for years I've been trying to do that. Yeah, and it, it was it, just. It, take, it takes a special type of. Yeah. Folk. Anyways, I listened to the project and I recommend everybody to go in and tune into it. Um, project I still enjoy listening to, you know what I mean? And like I'm saying, I think it's important to. Uh, one thing that makes me excited about Toronto especially is that we got so many great artists that mm -hmm. we could tap into in the weekend, you know what I mean? Uh, Kibra, of course, I can't get you to do me no free favor, you know what I mean? She big time. <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> if I ever need something, oh, can you come say no? But the excitement comes from that. Like, it's being able to, like, um, and maybe it's just me. I feel like it's going to, you know what I mean? I feel like you're like... God willing. A song away or anything like that then then everything coming uh full circle and uh you know we would, we would like to encourage you to continue to pursue excellence thank you and I appreciate um it. you know what i mean continue to put toronto on the back but also while you were you did release a a cover song which i also was like yo shit this shit is dope <laughs> uh maybe i'll insert it into the podcast so you guys can listen to it but you did a cover for the joe joe boy um beginning song uh, what inspired that? Like, what? Because I know you're you're strictly well. I, I shouldn't say strictly, but you. Yeah. R and B is your thing. You know yeah, what I mean? definitely. So, um, I feel like. Okay, so I'll tell you. Uh, it's kind of like a couple things I can go. Okay. So, what inspired me to do that cover was it was literally my favorite song mm -hmm. while I was in Ghana. Whenever it played on the radio, I'd be like, yeah. like I literally. I swear I was with the same people constantly, <laughs> yeah. but every time I turn around, I'd be like, guys, this is my favorite song. Da, 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 da. Like, I loved that song. I don't know what it is, but mm -hmm. I just loved it. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Joy Boy for that track. It's phenomenal. Big so channel. I knew when I came back, um, I wanted to cover it. Like, I just, I was like, I don't know how, but I'm gonna do it. This song's making me feel some type of way, so I gotta cover it. Um, so, you know, I, I covered it and it was an amazing, fun shoot that we did with um, Hassam, who was a, a videographer, photographer for that shoot. Right. Uh, shout out to him. Um, but yeah, like it was just, yeah, like it was just, it was just like so much fun to do. And you know, um, I edited the video and I put it out and it was received nicely. And you know, I'm, um, I, I do want to say though that like, I do have like, uh, what, what can I say? I love, I have a tendency to like play around with different sounds, right? So, um, I mean, you'll see that coming up 
with like the the music that I release. Um, but I am definitely I would still consider myself an R&B singer because even if you think of like the the vocals on that track, like they're still R&B. Like I'm not really like like trying to do the the Afrobeat singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You stay in your pocket. You know. What yeah, I mean? yeah. And I like and I really like um, what that represents. Right. Um, kind of like the fusion of cultures. Um, and just kind of like the, 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 the bridge between the diaspora and the continent. Like, that's just something that I feel like really needs to be emphasized. Um, and yeah, like I just, I just like to do that kind of stuff. It's fun for me. Um, it's really, it, it like peaks my creativity. Um, and yeah, so like that was just a really fun cover to do. Uh, yeah. We'll plug it in now. We'll take a, a, a short, quick break. Uh, introduce you guys to Joe Boy cover by Kibra and then we'll come back and wrap things up. Actually, the cover of the song from Joe Boy, Beginning. Uh, Beginning. That's actually one of my favorite tunes, by the way. Such a good song, right? Yeah. yeah. And and for those listening in, I think you did that song justice. And I hope you enjoy. I enjoy. I I, and by the way, please go to YouTube, Kibra. uh, Joe. How? What did you call it? Joe Boy cover. Yeah. Look it up. Uh, There's also a video. The video looks dope. Thank you. Look like you spent a lot of dollars. You know what I mean? It, 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 it looks, listen, it looks incredible, amazing. Thank you. Uh, make sure you go check it out either way. Uh, I enjoy, I, I try to listen to it like once a week. You know what I mean? It's on my TV, it comes up. Um, so going back to, tell us a little bit about that song. Did you did you get any response from Joe Boy? Because I know usually you would tag and... Did you get anything? Any yeah, he um, posted it on his story on Instagram. Oh, okay. And uh, Are you I don't super remember famous, what he captioned, okay. but yeah. So, shout out to Joe Boy. Thank you. Is it important to always post to tag artists whenever you're doing their covers? I mean, not even just to get like notice. I just think it's like the respectful thing to do. Really? 
Yeah, of course. You know, you're covering somebody's song like that's their baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? Are you afraid it's that they really might go, yo, this shit is trash? Be like, are you? Is there any? I mean, to each their own, right? Okay. Like, I would hope that they would be happy with what I do with their song. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like, if they don't like it, like, I can't. <laughs> Does that <laughs> add more pressure mean? when you go into the booth? Like, yo, I need to do this. Great justice. I do right? that with everything, though. Like, okay. I want to do everything justice. I want to be able to, like, put out the best me mm-hmm. in everything I do, right? So, um, like, for example, like, finally, finally was, like, the best that I could possibly give at that time. <laughs> you get what I'm trying to say? So, I'm constantly, like, you know, trying to do better and learn from my mistakes right. um, and be able to deliver in the best way that I could um as i move forward and hopefully that is like a constant like you know ladder mm-hmm. of me getting better and better right but yeah i always give my all it doesn't matter what it is who it's for finally what, what year was it released 20 top of 2019 20, 2018 2019, 2018 ah, 2018 i think 2018 we're now top of the we're first quarter in 2020 and um you have <laughs> <laughs> like i can't remember. i think Top of 2019, sorry. Top, Top of, 2019. of 2019, yeah. So about a year ago now. Yeah. Um, and you have an album coming out later on this year. 2018? Okay. Um, <laughs> no, not this year. Next year. 2021. 2021. 2021. Um, what you have uh, finally... What, what, sorry, I'm forgetting. You know, I'm going to check what, what year. Because now it's eating me alive. I'm like, what? 2018. I'm willing to bet 2018. Okay. 2019. No, 2019. 2019. Okay. Released a year ago now. Yeah. Um, and you have a project coming out next year. Not this year. Yes. Maybe later on if we get lucky. But for sure next year. Yes. And you have the song coming out. When 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 should we look forward to that? Is it a summer vibe? Is it a... Um, I almost want to cheat. Can I play the song? No, we can't play it. We're not allowed to. No. I want to play it badly. It's a good song. It's, it's it's a great no no it's, it's, it's a, a great song. it's a great song. Thank you. I can't wait for it to be out for the rest of y'all. Listen, this is the perks of being misactivated. You get you know what I mean you get to hit shit <laughs> a little early before everybody else. And um how do people get in touch with you? Like give us your your handles, your you know what I mean, your uh website, if you have a website, whatever it is. Uh, and I just wanna put a little thing out there. And if you wanna slide <laughs> she looks <laughs> By the way, Kipper does not trust anything to us. <laughs> you know, I'm, like, I'm very surprised that this interview went the way it did. Because, yeah, this guy, yo, he doesn't this, want what's best for me. Listen, like, it's, it's a lot of coaching behind the scenes like this. You can, no, I'm joking. But uh, I, I mean well, you know what I mean? So we want to, uh, so make sure that if you want to slide in a DM, work-related. No, work-related. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Business only. Um... Let us know your handles and. Sure. So I mean, I don't use Twitter, but on Instagram, mm-hmm. Kibra Music, nice and simple, K I B R A Music. Um, and y'all could add me on Snapchat if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kibra sings, K I B R A sings. Okay. Um, and yeah, I mean, and from there, you could find all the rest of my information if you need. What? Um, and you know. We'll tag you to an episode so that. people know where to go in. Um, find your music and all that good stuff and we're excited definitely when whenever we get a date 
and we're close to that I'll be release. Sure to Please come back. We're going to we won't really know. dig deep into the music. I, I mean, today we, we got more in touch with you, mm-hmm. who you were. I learned some stuff, even though I'm knowing you for a few months now. Uh, you put me on some interesting things. I, and I, it's a little, it's, it's like the in between, right? Do we go deep or do we just let this shit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But thank you for sharing what you shared. And then uh, we are definitely excited. Uh, to have you come back when the project is is it's a go, so I could like premiere it, you know. And, you know what I mean? I need y'all to start giving me some exclusives. So I got some shit to play on my podcast. Okay. <laughs> uh, any any last thoughts? How you feeling? Anything you wanna put us on? What should we watch out for? Um. Well, I mean, definitely watch out for the video that I shot in Ghana. It's I'm so excited for big it. Show, big show, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, honestly, I want to wrap up with thanking you for having me on the Activated Podcast. Big, I mean, what an honor. <laughs> My bootleg studio, right? <laughs> no, like, it was great, you know? Um, so yeah, so thanks for having me. Thanks for everyone uh, for tuning in. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. Um, and yeah, like I can't wait to be back with uh, with more stuff that I can reveal. I feel like I was kind of like yeah, you didn't you didn't you know, want but, but I, I, I get it. too much. But you know, I, I'm telling you, it'll be worth it. Okay, just, I know all this stuff. <laughs> I just couldn't spill it for you guys, but for sure we'll have you back and, and get you to give us some. No, you all the stuff. <laughs> I had to say that. Well, everybody else, thanks again for tuning in. This is Deactivated Podcast, and you've officially...